Hello, friends. It's Ariel Hawani of The Ringer MMA Show. I'm Chuck Mindenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll. And together, we are Three Pack. Follow and listen to The Ringer MMA feed exclusively on Spotify for all the latest the world of mixed martial arts and join us live on spotify green room after every big event see you then love yous Mwah. it's the ringer nba show presented by fanduel the road to the nba final starts now and fanduel is the best place to get in on the action right now you can check out the new and improved quick bets which are back and better than ever for the nba playoffs on fanduel Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerMBA. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerMBA right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are back. It's been a minute. Me here and Raja Bell here on uh, the Ringer Podcast Network. And uh, Raja... We just have a uh, somebody that's really upset. Let me uh, let me go out to the audience. We have a guy in a stay mellow hoodie that he probably made himself, <laughs> um, and that uh, you know he's been going through it with the Lakers. And um, he he called me and he said he's really mad, uh, sir. Why are you so mad? You know, there's a lot of reasons to be mad right now. There's a lot of people to be mad at right now. But you know, what I'm really mad at right now. You want to know who I'm really, really upset? Tell him why you mad, son. Tell him why you mad, son. Why, why are you I'm so mad, I'm mad son? at myself. Because I got on here last year. I got on here a couple times this year. And all I did was praise the praise of one Talon Horton Tucker. And now, if you look at, you go, you look you at the stat that. sheet. You look at the plus minus. You look at the points per game. It's looking, it's looking scary out here, fellas. I went and I talked my talk from the mountaintop. I went, I screamed. This guy was going to be an all-star. This guy's the future. And now he's looking like the past. Wait, 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 wait. I think we have one more Matt Hooper in the building who, who, who has been saying, who's, who's actually an NBA player and who has been saying this. But, but Raja Bell, what do, you, what do you have to say as a rebuttal to show me? We're going to come in really soft and monotone here. There's no reason for me to be upset or argue or be angry. All I will say is that I still believe Talon Horton is a good professional basketball player. He's just not what you and Sasha Mack said he was going to be. And I asked you guys at the time to just give us a little bit of time, not taking any shine off of the young man. Still a really, really good basketball player. Just don't see him as the future of the Lakers. Listen, listen, I, st- I just want to make it clear. I still believe in my guy. I still believe in THT. But in this moment, right now, 
I can't hold y'all. I'm getting cooked. I'm looking <laughs> silly out in the streets. People bringing up my old tweets like, hey, Jomi, you was talking cash. What's good now? And I'm like, yo, after he went another O for last night, you know, and it's just like, ah, that's my guy. I'm writing for my guy, but I'm looking. You got dumb. you got Stanley Johnson. You got Stanley Johnson coming off the streets, putting up better numbers. It's GXT. not looking good. My agenda. Let me be clear. If it's not dead, it's dying. It's in the street bleeding out. It's it's mm. looking grim. Mm. I love you, THT. Yeah, I know you're listening. You're a big fan of the real ones. I'm riding for you always, bro. I got your back, but please, I need help. Please, my brother. Let's get Joey some help, but in the meantime, real ones up next. What's popping? Real ones, Logan Murdoch here, Raja Bell there. We ha- this is a special, a special end of the year, end of 2021 edition of Real Ones. So you know what we had to do? We had to take it back to the streets. Mm. Ra. Mm. You know when we take it back to the streets where we go, Ra. You already know what we do. We're getting in that bag. You know we get in that bag, baby. You know we get in that bag when we go to the streets. We always got to take it to Jomi. Jomi's in the building. Jomi, how many shows do you do? What do you do? Because we had to... This is the first time... What do you Raja, do? Jomi. No, 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 no. Raja, <laughs> Ra, what do you no, do? No, no, Ra. He was getting a little Hollywood on us real quick, Ra. I just want to put him that? on the Summer Jam screen. You know what he said, said to us, that? Raja? But, but right before you got on the pod, you know what he said in the pre-pod meeting? You know what he okay. said to me? What he, he said? Because he ain't saying that shit to, to us. Because he ain't saying that to me. I have, a cap on, I have a cap on how long I can be here oh. because I have another show to do. I have a hard out. Listen. So now... Remember he used to kick it with us the whole time and now he can't even now he can't even fuck with it so that being said what you doing these days Jomi what's going on you know first I got my my actual day job which Mm. is running some of the socials uh, at the ringer.com at ringer at ringer NBA at ringer first go follow those accounts on Twitter and on Instagram right and then I get on here I pod with you guys my brothers my fellas also, got Ringiverse, The Midnight Boys, pew pew, and, <laughs> House, of, <laughs> and House of R, right? Okay. Go follow those podcasts on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from, right? I got to do that as well. I'm a busy, I'm a busy guy, you know? So you know how much I love y'all to take some time out of my schedule to come see y'all. What's going on, fellas? What's up, man? Good. Chilling, bro. I'm in fucking safety. I'm in COVID safety protocols right now, man. I'm in health and safety protocols. I'm just full disclosure. Don't come over oh. to the crib. Oh. I'm actually like, Dang I don't mean to be a downer, dog, but like I'm in protocols right now. So the cooties, I'm man. sorry, big dog. Yeah. I'm sorry, dog. You know, it is what it is. Sorry, man. It, it is, is what it is. is. You know, I didn't mean to bring the show down, so I apologize. You asked what's all up. Right. I'll just well, yeah, all right. To bring it back. To bring it back. Let's, um, all right. Well, with that being said, let's get to the show. We have Jomi here to go through our mailbag. Jomi, what's let's up, man? Fly. How you doing? You ready, to, you ready to get to this? Let's get to I the am, shits. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're tapped in, you already know. I'm locked in. Let's go. Our first question comes from Zach. And Zach wants to know if all the ringer personalities went out to play five on five, who would you choose for your five man team? I'm gonna look, Raja, you're the you've been in the front office, you've been doing you you've played basketball a long time. I'm gonna let you answer this question first. The answer is give me four of whoever the fuck you want and let's rock. 
Okay. okay. That's the right. answer. Okay. okay. It begins and ends there. You told me four people, whoever you want, let's get busy. Okay, see, that's the NBA player's perspective. I actually did some research on this thing on personalities and looked at it and scouted, dude, scouting reports. This wow. motherfucker's the LeBron of the uh, of the of the of the ringerverse. <laughs> it just says just bring everybody on. So I have been thinking about this question. And so I was thinking, man, who do I want on here? Do I want I was thinking, you know, you know, we work at the ringer, Bill Simmons, but nah, he's washed. I've seen his game. Um, we don't want him on here. Uh but I think I might have um, Ben Simmons, he's part of the Ringerverse. Um, not Ben Simmons, the player. Ben Simmons, the son. I seen him play. Nice little point guard. I have him as my point guard. I, of course, am shooting guard. Raja going to take the three. I think I'm going to go Van Lathan at the four. He's a little stretch four. I saw him. He's pretty good. I think I'm going to take, um, and I think I'm going to take CC Sabathia as my center, as my five. I think we're going to be good. I think we'll be good if we take our, if we have, if that is a five. So just so we're clear. You take the only person with real extensive basketball like knowledge, know-how, and participation, and you've taken him off the ball and put him at the fucking three. <laughs> you know your general managing days are over, sir. <laughs> You're on the it's fucking team. We are in the age. It's we are in the, you got me standing hey, no, over hey, on the wing hey, hoping hey, y'all give me hey. the ball. We are in the age of positionless basketball. Listen, there's nothing more frustrating. We just There's we nothing just more frustrating. LeBron. I promise you this, dog. I work out with my high school kids sometimes. and like, I hop on okay. the, the second team sometimes because yeah. we don't have enough kids all the time. And like our number ones <laughs> don't always get a great look. So I'll hop on the two team to help them out. And I don't handle the ball a lot and shit like that, but I start losing my shit halfway through a practice just like I did. I'm like, yo, y'all going to have me out here getting all y'all buckets every time I touch the ball and you going to ice me out? Like, let me touch it every time down the court. I will get we one of y'all We just said look, you bro. was LeBron. We just said you was LeBron of the ringer verse, dog. What does LeBron play? He plays the three, the four, the, the five. Three. We just, it's just, it's just when we do the starting lineups, my guy. I got you. Okay. So I'm point All three. Right. I'm point three. You're point three. You're whatever the fuck you want to be. You're the only NBA player on the squad. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> I was just saying. All right. I didn't say, I said, what I didn't say that. <laughs> This is what we're in the age of positionless basketball. Why are you I'm doing taking this? Roger? Bill. Bill can play with me, bro. He signs the checks. Bill, you got a home on Team Bell. You come on over okay. here, bro. Th- that's fine. And I'm going to get you shots. I'll go rebound All that right, shit man. and get it right back. All right, man. Well, hey, I ever yeah, told you that hey. story? Have I ever told Which you that one? story? It's mailbag time. Let me just get in my bag real quick. What's up, story? Um, What's up? There was this really famous artist that used to come down and rock with us at FIU, right? Like, he may or may not have been an R&B singer. I don't know. He used to come down in an RV. Right. And they'd come down and he'd hop in our pickup games and he had an entourage of people because obviously he signed the checks like and he, you know, he kept the mouse fed and their jobs would be to run around offensive rebound for him and kick the ball out. It didn't even matter if they had a layup like game point, game to 11, 10, 10 point blank layup. They get that off the rim and kick it back out for him to shoot a wild ass uh, jump shot. And so I can be that to Bill Simmons. That's all I'm saying. I listen, man, I just just seeing I've seen Simmons play recently, man. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna do it. I just. I, that's why. I, that's why I put the sun over there. I. Just, I, I think the sun's gonna be good. I don't. I don't know. Um. Yeah. No. I, I'm not gonna. I don't. I think so. Maybe he could coach or something. I don't know. I. I. I, I, I think he's out. I just think he's out. Maybe be the GM of the team or assistant GM. I, I just. I'm not putting him on there. Um, right. I'm so. actually really glad none of you guys mentioned me by name because my basketball playing days are done. Uh, I, I have, mean. Nah. You could throw a bow though, right? Like I, a little nah. Chuck Hayes bow. 
not really. You know, um, no? okay. I play three point line to three point line now. You know what I'm saying? Spot up shooter, or you just getting right past me, blow by on defense. Okay. So I'm right. just really glad. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't named. You're just gonna I, yell obscenities from the. From the yeah. You got a home over here too, bro. Straight. I'm. You got a home. Just letting you know, man. I whatever. Whatever that. you could chip in. He's just, just mm-hmm. he's just so confident in his abilities because he's the only NBA player. That's really what it is. He's like, yo, take every you, 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 you just NBA players just want to challenge. Just like when I play against like fucking first graders, I just want to challenge real quick. Well, I'm just gonna go so, to the gym like Jimmy Butler, right? Yeah, and just exactly. dominate that practice. That's exactly. What All right, let me, All right, I'll ask you a dead ass serious question, then Logan, dead ass. What's if up? You could give me any, any play, any people from the ringer. Uh-huh. You do you have a five that you think? Could be me and four of any people of your choosing. Do I you don't. Think? I'm just making the distinction that you that you're an NBA player and that anybody that you pick, no, you're probably going to win. Some people do. No, straight up, though. Some people will be like, "Yeah, we could be, we could, we could win that." We got accomplished enough basketball. You know players. what, man? Fuck it. You know I'm going to do it. I'm going to. I'm going to feed you propaganda, See? motherfucker. I'm going to do it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do. I'm going <laughs> It's going to have to be. I'm going to put CC Sabathia on you. Okay, he's the only other athlete. Now you're right? thinking. We'll now make you're sure thinking. that he's getting in shape. I'm just going to make sure his ass is in good shape. If what okay. I've seen on there, put him on you, right? Okay. I'm going to – I'm never going to be in that good of shape to play against you. So I'm just going to be the coach, all right? And then I'm going to um, – I think you have to roll else? yourself out. I'm going to be honest. I think you go CC on me, and then you're going to have to roll yourself out. And you're going to have three other – And I think I'm just going to get like who else who else would just kick the shit out of you? Just like just wear you down while guarding other people. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to have Joe me on the team to do that. Um but I heard Rachel Lindsay's really good. I might have her on. I don't even know how many players I have, but I just know CC Sabathia is going to guard you. CC and any NFL players on on uh Ringer staff. James Jones. No, James Jones. James Jones, the wideout. We're going to have him Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's going to he's going to we're just going to we're gonna match team physicality. you with there them too, and they're just gonna. I'm just gonna tell them to kick the shit out of you. Call your own foul. You might That's get it You might get it done. All right. What's the next question, Jeremy? All right. The next question comes from Dexter. Who, in your opinion, past or present, is the most dirtiest and the most nicest players in the NBA? That's um, there, have been, there have been some dirty dudes, man. John Stockton comes to mind. I'm sorry that hurts, Roger, but I, I've I've heard a lot of I've heard. I've heard some like NBA stories about him just being just a dirty player. Not not saying, and I, I'm not going to say that. Okay, what, dirty what is, is dirty? What is let's, I don't want to say dirty, dirty even, right now. Let's yeah, define let's that. that though, because I often get like that I was really dirty for what I did to Kobe, and I guess it falls under like what's the description of dirty? Like for me, it wasn't dirty. Like I just decided I was going to clothesline a motherfucker. Like I didn't try to. <laughs> like I didn't. I didn't put my foot under his like foot and try to like break his ankle or anything like that. I just had enough and flipped out. But there were guys that played that would like try to hit you in your in your junk when you were shooting or try to throw your foot, throw their foot under your foot when you're coming down for a jump shot trying to break your ankle. Like that is what I define as kind of dirty. You know, well, I want to do this. Let's do this one. I, I, I also want to do the distinct. John Stockton is a legend, Hall of Famer, bro. Like. I'm just saying, like, that's what it is. But I, I would like to, let's do it this way, a caveat. The guys that were dirty, but just let you know they were fucking dirty. They were just like, yeah, motherfucker, I did it. Bill Lambeer. Yes. Yes. Kevin McHale. Yes. I'm trying to think, man. There were some big, like, they were goons. Like, not in it, like, some great basketball players, but they were out there. Who would tell you right now that, yeah, I did it. Like, yeah. after they, they would tell you, I just did it. Yes. That's my job. And? Word. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. There were some good ones out there. Bill Lambeer would probably be my my most like Rick Mahorn. Rick Mahorn. Rick Mahorn. OG. I've met Rick Mahorn a couple times. He's actually cool as fuck. If you want to say nicest, if you want to say nicest and dirtiest in one, it's Rick Mahorn. Rick, Rick Mahorn, Mahorn is, is my guy. Guys. Who's the nicest? Played with some great some great teammates, man. Uh, one Boo Boo Boris Diaw is probably up there. Yeah, yeah, he's a really good dude. Super nice. Like I, I made this joke before, but when they suspended him for running out there, like. With the with the uh, Amari Boris suspension against San Antonio, I, I've always said like Boris, if he was running out on that court, he was running out there to protect somebody before he was to like fight somebody. Like you got to mm-hmm. know the person you're dealing with. So he is super nice. Um, I don't know, man. I wasn't nice, so it's hard to say. Like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Nicest player that I've encountered, Steph Curry. Um, Steph's sometimes. nice, yeah. Yeah. Steph's a nice guy. Um, Steph also hit me with his backhand when he came off the court one time. I've told that story before. Like, What do you mean? Like this. Like when you ask somebody for a dap when they're coming off the court and they give you like the back of their hand type of deal. You guys don't. You guys get mad at that shit. That you shit's not, not nice. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, okay. You know who else? Austin Rivers, one of the nicest guys. There you go. Ever, ever been. Uh, Quinn Cook, one of the nicest people that I've ever been around. Okay. Um, I think that that'll do. I had some great vets, though, like dudes that you wouldn't think were, I mean, just like happy-go-lucky, nice, like, but would go out of their way to hold you down as as a young player in the league, like, you know, Dikembe Mutombo, yeah. um, Aaron McKee, even cats like Vontigo Cummings. You guys probably don't remember Vontigo. No, he played but, for the Warriors. What you mean? All right, so Vontigo yeah. was with the Sixers, man, and like, I remember vividly, like, I hadn't been in the league long enough to get a, to get a license in check. And for those who don't know, like those licensing checks used to come around. I don't know if they still do it. They come around twice a year and you're not really banking on it, but it's like, I don't know, like I want to say between seven to 10 G's that just get dropped in your locker and mm. everybody like from video there, games and stuff. Yes. So everyone okay. in the locker room is, is like, yes, sir. Licensing check. And I'm sitting over there minding my own. I don't have a licensing check. And Vontigo was like, you're coming with me, youngin. And we hit the streets of Philly, like. South Street and all of that. And I got Averexes and jeans mm. and Tims and all kind of so like nice, like super nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's what's up, man. Man, that is shout really out to nice dudes. That's dope. Shout out to nice dudes. Me not yeah. included. You nice, bro. You all right. <laughs> you cool. I fuck with you. Jump me. What's the next question? All right. So this next person didn't provide a name, but I love this, right? This is more of a trivia question. But for each player, basketball reference as the players someone has played the most games with and the most games against. Can Rajah Bell name the three guys he played the most with and the three guys he played against the most? We're going to start with teammates. Raja, go. Oh, what is it? Oh. Um, Boris Diaw? Yes. Steve Nash? Mm. Yes. Um, the third is going to be difficult. I'm trying to, the third is not difficult. Um, no, it wouldn't be Vladdy Radmanovich. Um, did he also, he had to be a son, right? Was he a longtime son? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Leandro Barbosa. Boom. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Okay. Um, and then played against. Yes, sir. All right. So. It's got to be Western Conference. 
someone I played in the playoffs a lot because those games come um somebody with the Spurs maybe Manu Ginobili Tim Duncan or Tony Parker one of those three two of the three not Manu but Tim and Tony those are Tim is two Tony is three word your number one opponent Kobe Bean Bryant Yes, sir. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. There that makes is. sense. That oh, was man. really good. That was oh, really good. Good job, bro. Good well, job no, dude. Thank you. It was a really good question, though. So shout out to whoever yes. posed that question. They didn't Excellent provide question. a name. Shout out to you. Anonymous. Hopefully you're listening. We'll try to shout you out, man. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerMBA. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerMBA right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected. An inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue. A surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland. Watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being. Present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, what we got next? All right, from Cadell, how often do NBA players deviate from the play call by the coach? Is there more room <laughs> for reads in different sets by players in today's game or when Raja played? Can I answer this first? Because you're gonna Absolutely. you're gonna know. Obviously, let me just answer this first. <laughs> Fuck yes, they do <laughs> all the time, all the time to the point where they don't even run an offense sometimes. Okay, go ahead, Raja. <laughs> no, I think that's a good it's a good answer uh, for today's game. So. I think it depends a lot on the coach you have, the system that you're running. But I've told this story again before about Darren and Jerry Sloan. Darren's told the story about the night they got into their big beef and it revolving around a changing of the play call. And not a fundamental changing of the play call, but just on what side of the court the play was going to be run. And because that happened, Jerry kind of lost his shit. So in Jerry's offense, that did not happen a lot. But in today's offense and the way the game is played now where it's a lot more free there are less actual structural sets and more just kind of wide open floors and playing. I would bet that people turn down a play call all the time. Now, your good PGs, they they have the, you know, kind of the autonomy to do what they want, get you into play. They don't got to check with the coach. And really, really good vet PGs, even if the coach is yelling at them that they want a certain set, they'll just act like they didn't hear that shit and get you into what they want anyway. So there are a lot of different answers to that same question. I'd like to, I can make an, the argument, and Raja, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, for like some of the best offenses and some of the most in like difficult offenses, you want to get to a point, I think, in a perfect world where the offense is just running itself. You know, you're talking about the triangle, you're talking about the, the, the Princeton, 
things mm-hmm. like that. Like you want to get to a point where it's just second nature, right? So to a point where like you are, you can deviate, but it's still within the offense. Is am I am I wrong for that to, to yeah. say that? No, because I mean, as a coach, right? Like I try to tell our high school kids, like. I'm not calling a play every time we get a rebound. So if we don't have a primary break, which is a numbered, you know, three on two or two on one, something that we know we're going to get a really good look, then we should automatically be in our secondary action. We call it auto, right? Because we should automatically be in it. So as you hit your lanes and we run the floor, we're in auto. If you don't hear from me, then we're doing exactly what you're talking about, Logan. Offense is just running within auto, their options and their wrinkles and stuff like that. And if I need something to get done, you'll hear from me. But ideally... You get that thing off the glass, we run, and you're in whatever system you know, you guys run in terms of a secondary break, and you just play out of that. A follow-up to that question. With now, with like the oversimplification of offenses right now where it just resorts to pick and rolls, yeah. do you think we'll ever get to a point where like, wh- what do you think the reasoning for that is, and do you ever think we'll get to a point where a lot of teams are just running sophisticated offenses? Or that just depends on the coach? What does that depend on? So the reason you – I mean – Teams just started switching everything as a defensive principle. Um, that makes it harder for your actions to to create the type of advantages that they they did traditionally. So to counter that, you know what teams started doing was getting into the pick and roll, getting that switch, and then spreading the floor to attack the mismatch. Right? Like so, as long as that's what defenses do, I think you're going to see a lot of people still keep the floor wide open, and kids are getting trained to be really good in space. So that's going to be the way the game's kind of played for a while. But what I would say is when you watch Golden State play, they run a lot of sets. Yeah. You know, they 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 freelance a lot uh, and there's a lot of people movement because they have some really high basketball IQ type of players, but they do have some really good quick action that puts people in tough spots. That's fair. I will have there I think there's a caveat to what Golden State does though. The caveat is they have had guys there for a long time and not a lot of not a lot of teams. A lot of they have a lot of core guys that have been there for a long time, even people they've brought back. Um, whereas a lot of teams just don't have that. You know, they're a lot of like younger, they just or like they've been pieced together in this, sure. you know, this this superstar joining at the hip age. Um, where the, you know, like the Brooklyn can't have the same thing as Golden State because they've only been together a year. That's fair. That's fair. And and as a whole in the NBA. Like when I played, not everybody on your team was a playmaker. Like, mm. you know, I, I, in college, I was a playmaker. In the CBA, I was a playmaker. And then when I got to the NBA, like that development kind of stopped a little bit. I was put into a role and I wasn't going to be able to make plays at a high level at the NBA level. So I fit, I fit into a role. We weren't trained the same way these people are trained now. So on your team now, your 12th guy on the roster, if you give him the ball in space, he can create. Because he's been trained to do it. So in that world, you don't have to run a lot of offense because you got a bunch of cats that can kind of cook off the bounce and get their man. Like you had to run offense for me to get shots. You had to bring me off of multiple screens. Like you had to let me, you know, screen something, get my man to help, and then come have me flying off of something else. Like at high school, I always have this vision of like, let's let's open the floor up and, and rock. That's the way we want to play. It's the way I see it played on TV, right? It's the way the game is morphing. But we don't have a bunch of guys that can all cook. So then I got to put you in sets that create open shots. Do you know what I mean? Because our talent yeah. level and our skill level isn't the NBA skill level, you know? And so that's it's kind of a byproduct of that, too. Got it. For sure. Uh, what's the next question, gentlemen? Okay. I love this question. 
because it comes from one of my favorite people in the entire world, Keith Fujimoto. Keith! He works, he works at the Ringer Socials with me. I love this dude. So All right, so we're going we to get this question off real good. I got you, Keith. <clears throat> real One's Brethren. Mm. Which team logos needed immediate revision? Mm. Also, who would be in your starting five of underappreciated players from the late 90s, 2000s? Mm. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. Put it on for the 9-9 in the 2000s, fellas. Wow. Mm. Um, Logan, uh, by all means, you you. Okay. Free. Okay. Team logos that need to get revamped. I'm going to take a hot take here. I think the Charlotte Hornets need to have a revamp in their logo. I think I, 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 I would say that they do. I think it needs to be meaner. Mm, I'm going to okay. say, I think it just needs to be meaner. If it's a Hornet, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be scared shitless of a Hornet. Okay. Yeah. It's supposed to sting me. All right. Do you, do you, do you have anything on I mean, that? I, have a, I have a couple, I have a couple thoughts. I mean, the Hornet, the Hornet does have some, it's got some angry eyes. I'll give you that. It's got some angry eyes. The eyes look. Are mean. you scared of that Hornet though, Raja? Pumps fear in my heart. Listen, Cavs, <laughs> Cavs okay. need a new, they need a new logo. I don't, I don't know. Like the, the, what would you call that? Is that a saber? What would you call that? Is that like a swashbuckling type of sword through the sea? I don't even know what you call that. <laughs> but I don't love that. I know Detroit basketball is like a thing. Detroit basketball and the Pistons and nostalgia and all of that. But just the ball with Detroit Pistons through it. You want the Grant Hill joints, huh? You need the yeah, Grant Hill I joints? Mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know about that horse logo either, but I mean, I just, I think they could do better with that. The magic. They're just in the abyss. I yeah. I mean, um, this is the magic. And then, uh, yeah, I'll leave it there. I mean, the rockets. I don't love the rockets ones. I, I don't love the R what? with the little. I don't love the rockets one. Wow. I don't love okay, it. Okay, I actually like the rockets. I like the rockets one. So kinda, those would be kinda. mine. All right. Players that I like: late '90s, early 2000s. Okay, so I have L.A. Clippers Lamar Odom. Okay. Uh, yeah. I have Lakers Eddie Jones, like '95 Eddie Jones. Okay. I have um, Phoenix Sun Starberry. I, I, I liked him when he got before he got, uh, when he got after he got traded for Jason Kidd. And this is this is for the streets, Jomi. This one right here, and Keith. This is for the streets. Atlanta Hawks Rasheed Wallace. Mm. Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks. Hawks Rasheed Atlanta Wallace. Rasheed Wallace. Yes, and then deep cut, and then Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Anthony Mason. I'm gonna go with that. That's gonna be my team. All right. Um, I don't have a. I'm just thinking about cats that that when we were in a locker room and you were about to play them, we were we were preparing for them and they don't get a lot of national national love. This is in no particular order either. Um, Kevin Martin, yeah, Remember Kevin Martin. I used to have to From guard the Kings. him. Yes, he. I think he started with. Did he start with the Rockets? Did he start with the Kings? Where did I he think start? he started with the Kings, and then he got he got traded to the to the Rockets. To the yeah. My my man was a very hard guard. Like he was 50 really one night, man, really tough to guard, and it had this weird looking shot, um, but never really got that national, national, national buzz. Like, definitely Elton Brand, yeah, you know, Eb was a pro. He, you go back and watch that 06 series against the Clippers, unguardable. Like it was, it was ridiculous. You couldn't do nothing with Elton Brand. Antoine Jameson, mm, Antoine Jameson, Antoine, but we call him Anton out here. Antoine Anton. Jameson. I don't know if he's Antoine it, or Anton. It is Antoine. Anton. It is Anton. Okay. But I like, yeah. Okay. But yes, a problem, a bucket. Um, what's that? Three? How many do we need? How many? What do I need, Joe? Me? Two more. Two more. Two, two more. Two more. Um, 
Josh Howard had some moments there in 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 Mavs land when they were good, man. He was tough. Josh, I'll go with Josh Howard yeah. as a bucket. And then generally speaking, Peja Stojakovic. Oh, yeah. That's yes. He was in it. Yo, all four, he had MVP votes. He was a beast. No, no, a monster. But like, but no, 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 no. I get what you're saying. Yeah, He's for yeah. the streets. He's for yeah, the streets. The streets absolutely. know about him. So I'll go with those. Okay. What we got, Joan? What's next? Shout out to Peja, man. I, you know, I was a Laker fan growing up. So he couldn't be out here room for Peja like that in these streets. <laughs> but that boy could shoot. That boy would cook. He that was boy a cooker. Cook. No, I got one more. I got one more. Tim Thomas, Phoenix Suns, Tim oh. Thomas. He kicked our ass. Yeah, that's he not, kicked the Lakers' ass, man. Yeah, I don't, that's not oh, fun. That that's just that's I'm just saying, I, I can say it now, but I, I hated him. But he was yeah. he had some buckets. Patterson's right, finest. Ahead, Patterson's yeah. finest. Absolutely right. All right. This is from Jonathan. Hey, Raja. You were part of the 2001 Philadelphia 76ers team that went all the way to the NBA Finals. But how was it to be around Allen Iverson at the height of his peak? From city to city, he was the big Whoa. ticket that everyone wanted to see. I'm from Seattle, Washington. And as even as late as 2005, AA had a huge following every time the Sixers came to Key Arena. It was a fascinating time to see as a fan. But how was it as a teammate to see it firsthand? Well, Jonathan, Jonathan, it was right. Yes, sir. Hmm. Do we need a paywall? It was not. <laughs> it was. It was not conducive to. No, let me stop. Let me not. Let me, no, it was phenomenal. It was look as a young player coming into the league when I was supposed to be sleeping, you know, nine hours a night and you know, focusing on my task at hand. Let's just say it could be really difficult to do that. AI was, I don't have any rock star friends or rapper friends or anything like that, but he was a basketball star and a rap star slash rock star combined. Everywhere we went, it was AI mania. It was a really cool and fun time to play. I told a story the other day. I was taking my sons over to a football practice and uh, uh, band for TV came on. Um, and I, I said to them, I was like, man, this was like 2000, 2001. I don't remember when it was released, but I told them about Capone and Noriega. And I said, you know, I remember this song because in 01, we had just beaten the Lakers in Staples Center. And me, AI, Aaron McKee, and somebody else were jamming to, to this song. I'll always remember it for that reason. And my young buck was like, dad. That is such a cool story. You were hanging out with Alan Iverson, listening to this song. And, and, and it just struck me like, yeah, I, I actually was. That was pretty fucking cool. And so when you ask about AI, it was unreal, man. We just, my rookie duties would be to get to the city, drop a bag off in my room, go back downstairs to the truck, meet our equipment people, Scotty Rago and the like, help them get the bags up to the rooms, um, make sure all of those were, you know, put where they need to go and then quickly go change my clothes and meet everyone down in the lobby to catch the limo to where the party was at. Mm, yo, I got From a quick state story. state to state, city to city. That was my grind. I got a quick story. When I, I may have been about six or seven and, um, no, the, the, the next, I remember my pops went out in Oakland and, um, the, you know, he probably, you know, I stay, I was, I was a kid, but I stayed up late. I remember he came up at two and I went to go use the bathroom and he goes, he was like, yo, man, yo, I just went out with Allen Iverson. <laughs> what year, what year was said, this? What year was this? Probably, it was, I don't know, man, probably like, oh, one, oh, two, one of those things. Like, and he said, he said, he said, uh, he said, I went out with AI. I was like, 
And, you know, I was a smart ass. I was like, no, you did it. He was like, nah, bro, I did. And he was like, nah, I was waiting outside the club. And there was this swath of people that walked in. And he just went in with the, he went in with the swath of people. And he went and party with Iverson for the night. <laughs> he always went back to that story oh, I when probably I was a kicked kid. It with, I probably kicked it with your pops. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out. 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 Shout out can be leaders on their teams. What are some of the challenges when it comes to becoming a guy who others look to for leadership? And how do players exhibit leadership other than the stereotypical motivational speech before a game? Yeah, well, the first the first challenge is like not everybody wants to be led. You know, some people consider themselves leaders um, and you're in a room full of alphas normally. So, you know, it's not always easy for someone to except the fact that they might not be the leader of that team. Like, so you're met sometimes with a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of reluctance. Um, being a role player and being a leader presents its own challenges, right? Like, namely, if one of the stars isn't, an, isn't a leader by nature, uh, but wants to be a leader and you're not as good as them, like in terms of scoring and, and, and franchise, like, um, marketability, and you wind up being the leader, like there can be some feelings involved in that. You know, that's a hurdle to overcome. Like you're not as good a player. Like, motherfucker, I'm better. I'm nicer than you, dog. What the fuck you? Like there's there's some of that on bad teams for sure. Um, what I would say about leading is it's just, it's an organic thing. Like you either, you either, you either can or you can't, right? Like, so you get in there and you don't try to lead. You just, you're who you are. You, you work the way you work. You... You hold people accountable when you see it fit to hold them accountable, not for any type of like production or anything like that. You just, you do what you feel is right. And in the process of, of working every day and standing up when you believe it's right to stand up and not folding in the face of, of whatever the obstacles are. Um, if, if you do all of that and people look to you for leadership, then you're a leader. And if, if, if they don't, then you ain't. And so like, that's what it is, you know? And so, you know, you can't be fake when it's time to lead. You got to be who you are. And if people follow you, you'll know you're a leader, you know? Straight up. No, it, it's funny because, like, people think that the star player is a leader on all teams. And, I mean, maybe so uh, sometimes. But, like, it's the person who has the most respect in the locker room. It's not necessarily the person that is the best player in the locker room. Because we all – I mean, Roger, you've seen this before, man. Sure. Like, when it, – it just it – just, it matters who is the person that when they say something like David West is a perfect example of a guy like that. Is he the best player on the team? No. But when he talks, you're going to listen, you're going to listen to David West. Um, and so it's, it's, I used to think before I, I, I started covering the league that it had to be the star player to be the leader on the team. But when you get around, it's mostly not the case if we're being honest. Well, yeah, in a lot of cases it isn't, I think it has a lot to do with toughness and your grit. Like yeah. your ability to stand in the face of whatever's coming down the pike, you ain't buckling one way or another. Like it might cost you, you know, it's going to cost you friends. But that too, like when somebody knows 
that it don't matter to you whether you lose a friend over this shit because that it means that much to you. You know what I mean? Like, fuck a suspension, bro. Like, you ain't about to do that to so on and so forth. Like, people start to look around like, yo, I, yo, I could get down with him. I've been watching Ted Lasso. I yeah, finally Ted got Lasso. on the Ted Lasso. It's great. What's my man's name? The big what's the who's the what's the big homie's name? Number six. Um, you talking about Roy Kent? Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Roy is Kent a was boss. not. Roy Kent was not with the fuck shit. All Roy, right. Yeah. On straight top, up. he wasn't with the fuck shit. Right. He demanded respect. Was he the best player on the team? No, because he was washed. But but who was fucking with him? Correct. And All right. you ain't fucking with none of his teammates. None of his Because you got to see Roy Kent. <laughs> you got to see Roy Kent in this <laughs> motherfucker. Right. Shout That's out right. Roy Kent. A real one. All right. All right, man. Yo, before we get out of here, though, it is a Thursday, so we do have to do a little thing we like to call Real One of the Week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Presented by nobody. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I'll go first. Uh, real One of the Week for me is none other than John Madden. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, one of the first video games I got was Madden 2000. And I played that thing all the time. It taught me the game of football. Um, and obviously, you know, he was an Oakland Raider coach, um, one of the greatest coaches of all time, one of the probably the greatest football analyst of all time. I don't think there's an argument there. Um, lived a hell of a life driving around the country on the Madden Cruiser. I've uh, been reading a lot of stuff on John Madden lately, man. Real one. John Madden, my real one of the week, RIP. Who's your who's your real one of the week, Ra? Um, it's a great real one. Um, it's like a a tripod of real ones here. I'm gonna give you like three. They all go together. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. okay. Um Brian Flores, Chris Greer, and the Miami Dolphins. Mm. Now, I live in the market, but I am admittedly not a Dolphin. But I'm giving them the real ones. They they started off the season one and no. Expectations super high. Promptly lost the next seven games in a row to sit at one yeah. and seven. I'm in the market. I listen to sports radio. It's what I do. Everyone calling for heads and jobs. No one to be excluded from this. No one. He can't draft. These players suck. He's blown this and that. Flores can't coach this and that. Now, they've run off the last seven games, right? To put them at what? Eight and seven right now? And having a real shot and making the playoffs. I don't care that they've been playing under man teams. I don't care that the schedule got soft. I don't. They're real ones. One and seven, ran off the last seven in a row, hottest team in the NFL right now. Eight and seven, Miami Dolphins, real ones. Mm. Jomi, you here too. What's your real one of the week, player? My real one of the week is none other than Stanley Johnson. <laughs> the boy came in, you know, not off the street, you know, he, he got picked up, but he came in and now he's playing like, 27 minutes a night for the Lakers mm. just off the defense alone. You know, I think they're one and two since you joined, but they honestly look better on the court. So shout out to Stanley Johnson repping up, you know, so- SoCal kid. Matter day for the team. Modern day. Yes, finest. Oakland finest. Soldiers yes, finest. Water. Oakland Soldiers yes. finest. <laughs> Stanley Johnson repping for the city. Appreciate that. You a real one. Mm-hmm. Man. Man, that was a great addition, man. Hey, 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 guys. So put the claps. Put the claps here, man. All claps, man. We got another year of real ones, baby. Shout out 2021, man. It was you guys. You gave us a, a fucking roller coaster, but shit. <laughs> Thank you all to the real ones for uh, holding it down, man. Thank you, Sasha Mack, real one. Thank you, everybody that, that shouted, that, that has been fans of us. Sincerely love it. 
and who's ever been, a, you know, who's a, just showed hella love, man. Every time I come down to the uh, arenas and stuff, man, I'll be having a mask on. I'll be like, how do you even know who I am? Because they always are going, Logan, real ones, we love you, man. Shout out to all of y'all, man. Shout out to everybody that shows love, bro. I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, we're going to kill it next year, man. We're going we gonna, to we gonna come back. We're going to come back with a bang. So we are here. We will be coming back on Thursday, January 6th. Make sure to enjoy your holidays. But in the meantime, make sure you check out everything on the Ringer slate. We got we got the Sunday show with Wiles. We got a uh, we have the mismatch KOC, the real KOC has a new Wednesday show. Um, make sure you check out Jomi on the Ringerverse, which he has to get out and go. He always he's 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 kicking us off the air right now. That's how much power he has. Um, make sure you check out uh, everything on our Ringer slate: the Bakari Sellers podcast. Make sure you check out Higher Learning. Black Girl Songbook with who? Raja Bale. Town legend, Danielle Smith. Let's keep the propaganda going. Make sure you check out R2C2 with who? Raja Bale. The Crestside Clown, like Vallejo legend, CC Sabathia. Mm. See you guys in 2022. Enjoy your holidays. Be safe. Holla. Holla.